Yo, how's it going? How are we? Currently sitting in the studio at home. It is two days post-marathon, got packed late last night, ran on Sunday, long day yesterday traveling, and then I'm back today and I've just been taking today just to rest, recover, um, and gonna have a sort of massage spa sort of session tonight to fully um, close it off. But um, yeah, I thought I'd come on here to download the run itself, help myself sort of process it, talk to you about kind of what happened and what, yeah, just the day. So I'll cut to the chase and work backwards. So I ended up running the the full distance in three hours and two minutes, which I know last few episodes I've been talking about the goal being sub three and that's been the goal this whole training block and to be fair talking about it now I feel a little bit of some emotion some sadness maybe that I didn't quite hit that but honestly I left it all out on the road to Berlin everything I had went into those last especially the last two three four miles it was, I'd say brutal, but I just, I had nothing left and I had to dig so, so deep. I've never, <laughs> never been that deep in my life. Um, explored things, went into myself like I've never gone before. Uh, it's hard to describe, but the emotion I had afterwards was insane. Um and I physically, like there's a video of me, I felt good the whole run. So I went out, went out at the, we'd set it as what you'd need to achieve a sub three of 26.2 miles in. We set that as the pace, which was, I think, 6.50 minute mile, 6.50 minute mile pace. And so I just set that and took it a minute at a time, mile at a time and went and I felt good. It was I felt smooth the whole way, kind of went in and out of listening to a bit of 1975. I had one song on there that I just listened to, just felt right, running through Berlin, listening to that, got me zoned in. And then I'd pop it off and just li- just listen to the crowd and just focus on my breathing and on my stride. And then towards the end, I really just kind of locked in with the music. But the, and I felt good, really, really did. And I kind of had waves, like I definitely had, you know, past halfway, I had a moment, I was visualising you know, positively what it would feel like to finish, um, to feel strong. And I really did add waves of like, wow, I'm going to do this. I feel good. And then I had waves of like not feeling so good, but it would kind of come and go and it always does. And then all I can really remember was kind of thinking, right, this is going to be tough, but I still felt good. Like my legs felt strong, my body felt strong, my breathing I'd gotten used to by this point. And then it was just around the sort of 40k mark, 39k maybe, where I can't even describe it. It was like out of body. I just started to feel like I didn't have much left. And it's quite emotional talking about still. It was, yeah, I just just said to myself, just keep going. And at this point, I tried my best to kind of look at the watch and stay at time. And I think going into like 40K, it's obviously a 42K run just over. 
I was still on the average sort of time for what would have been a sub three, but I knew I was slowing and I just tried my hardest to keep, keep that up. And then by the end, I was just trying my, my hardest to keep moving genuinely, genuinely. Everything was screaming just to stop and walk. And I just kept one foot in front of the other. I do not know how. And then the last sort of K, it is a long straight to the finish. You go under the gates, Brandenburg gates. And although I'd said this to everyone before we started, I'd read, watched this video that said the gate isn't the finish. You have to go another 400 metres past the gate. I was so kind of delirious. I just got to the gate and then was like, wow, I've got to keep going. And somebody captured, somebody that knows Mara, Joey, I think it was, captured a video of me on that final stretch. And it is tough to watch because I am all over the shop. I'm like the Brownlee brothers at the end of that race where his brother picks him up. I'm genuinely that leggy. And I got to the finish. I don't know how. Didn't take anything. I couldn't see. I couldn't take anything in really just kept moving forward and then when I crossed I remember just seeing this volunteer marshal guy and I just grabbed him and just said stay with me and I could see the kind of panic in his eyes he just nodded and said okay and then he held me put my arm around him and he realized that how much I needed to just lean on him and then he took me to the side and I literally was like slumped over the gate right next to the finish and was just breathing. I just said, can you get me a water? Couldn't, honestly, I was swaying so much, couldn't see. He got me a water and then he just stayed with me, asked me to sit down. I sat down, I asked him to sit down, sat down. People are coming through the finish. Other marshals are like asking me to get out of the way. And he's like, no, no, he's, he needs to stay here. He properly protected me, looked after me. And then I just remember sort of kind of feeling right. I feel like I need to move here. So he helped me up. And then I, it's a really special moment, actually. I kind of just about had it together to ask him, what, what's your name? And he said, Fabian, my name's Fabian. And I just said, thank you. And he, he, as I was sitting down, he disappeared and came back with my medal, put it over my neck and he wanted to make sure I got my, my medal, which is such a nice moment. And then I just hugged him and just said, thank you. Oh, it's emotional, man. And um, yeah. It was special. Wow. Crazy emotion. Yeah, that was special. So special. And yeah, after that, I just, you kind of, after your medal, you have, there's water and there's stuff to pick up. And it was such a long way. I, I was still so dizzy, swaying, couldn't really take anything in. And I just focused on one step in front of the other and I found myself in this sort of park on my own and I was so emotional but I was holding it in because I was alone and well I was letting it a little out a little bit but I could feel it bubbling like the the tears the emotion ready to pour and I just wanted to see Han my girlfriend I wanted to see the boys that I'd run with um and I don't know what else it was it was just so much emotion I just think it had been I'd gone so deep I've never gone that far before and I just think that's what it was um and then when I finally it felt like ages they said I'd been walking around for like an hour which is crazy because it didn't feel like that and then when I finally found them it just poured out of me I couldn't stop crying like genuinely was just crying and crying for so long just hugging them and yeah 
just kind of, I still can't describe or explain what it was now. Relief, pride. Um, yeah, just finding parts of myself I didn't know that I had. Strength, grit, I don't know. But the emotion was insane. And then eventually it passed. And then, yeah, I just knew I was proud of my of what I'd done. And I'd, that I'd given everything and left everything out there. And to be honest, it was another meter and I wouldn't have finished or I'd have had to crawl to the finish. So, And it was long as well. So I trained, looking back now, this is all learning, but looking back on the run, I probably was right on the edge of my, essentially my threshold for a lot of the run, um, especially the last six miles. You can see it in my heart rate on my Strava, which means I was essentially what Sam, my coach, would call redlining, where your body is literally its limit. And I found a way to keep going at that limit for as long as I could. But I think it just shows that I was right at the limit of my pacing for that sort of distance. So that's one. Two, I maybe could have dialed back a couple. I did four fast miles where I kind of went maybe 20 seconds faster than I needed to for the, for the mile. So that would have added up and also taxed my body. So maybe a bit more discipline in some of those miles. Two, maybe I felt a little bit dehydrated, I think, just because the water stations were these little cups that were difficult to drink. So I was having tiny little sips. Um... And I don't think I fully had enough water, which was, a, uh, yeah, I think contributed. And secondly, the course was, I actually ended up running 26.6 miles, like an extra 400 meters. So my pacing was always going to be off. So what I should have really done to really be sure of running a sub three, I should have ran for rather than a 259, maybe a 257. And then I'd have had the buffer with that extra distance and maybe some of those little things maybe not perfectly happening to, to do it. I was right on the line, like the very line. And even if I hadn't crashed at the end, I still don't think I'd have officially done it, which is all process after and, and thinking afterwards. But it's interesting to see. And actually over the distance of 26.2 miles on Strava, it says I did it in three minutes, bang on three minutes and three seconds, I think. And on Training Peaks, which is the other app, it says that I did the exact distance in three hours, four, three hours and 40, no, two hours, oh my God, two hours, 47 minutes and 15 seconds or something like that. Maybe I got that wrong. Um, two hours, 57, and 40, anyway. So yeah, um, crazy, crazy and just an emotional day and an amazing day and running it with the boys, with the Mara crew, the founding brothers of Mara and who are my best friends now and being able to share such a special journey with them. It's just incredible. Gem as well, being there supporting. And of course, how and my girlfriend just, yeah, seeing her being there on the sideline, being there throughout at the end. God, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. How that feels. So just incredible. And, I guess anyone listening to this, if you're in the run club, if you are a stranger listening to this and the thought of doing something like a marathon is something that's maybe tempted you in the past. Genuinely, I think every, everyone's marathon is relative to them, whether you've 
you've never ran 5k before you've never ran 10k half a marathon distance but I just I can't explain the journey that it's about and it's genuinely the time on the screen at the end is just it's a few digits like the difference between 3 302 305 255 it's minor fractional compared to the depth of the emotion and the growth and the understanding of yourself and the awareness of yourself the transformation that it takes you on it's a spiritual journey and the depth of that versus the minor de- the mind the i can't even sum it up <laughs> more succinctly than that the depth of that journey versus those the minor feeling of a few digits on a screen is ridiculous so i would recommend starting whatever the marathon means whatever a marathon is to you right now maybe it's getting out running around the block and it starts there that's where it started for me running out on christmas morning and be just about being able to run i think one or two k and just about making it home around the block and that started for me a couple of years ago and then to be able to run berlin was just special so yeah one that's helped me process it a little bit so thanks for listening to hopefully it's inspired educated a little bit on what running a marathon feels like and hopefully inspires you to to get started too and uh yeah see you soon for the next episode loads of other things going on since since then with the run club and loads of movement as well over the weekend so much support from the club as well so excited to share more updates coming very soon so stay tuned and i'll see you for the next one boom